Well, man, am I excited this morning. As uh, Pastor Teresa said, we're launching our Reset series, but it's, it's even more exciting because today is what we call Shredder Sunday. And man, let me tell you, I know this is going to be a powerful morning in the house of God. And what that means is a bit later on in the service, we're literally going to have some shredders up the front and we're all going to go with some paper and actually shred some things as a statement. And you know what? I really believe, you know, this is more than just putting paper in a shredder. It's about a moment with Jesus here this morning where freedom and healing is going to pour in to our world. And, you know, I'm convinced of this, and this is why I'm so excited, is I know that just one moment with Jesus can change everything. Just one touch from the Holy Spirit can literally, and I can say it's happened in my life, my world was going that way, my life, and in one touch, everything can change. And I know here this morning that as you and I lean into God, and I'd encourage you, have an expectancy this morning, have a bit of faith on the inside of you that something is going to shift in your world, because I know as you and I lean in, the whole Holy Spirit is here today and he's going to do great and mighty things. And, you know, I actually really felt God say this one statement to me. And it's that today is going to be a moment for people where they draw a line in the sand. And I got a picture. It's like I saw people today. There's going to be a boldness come up on the inside of you. And as I'm preaching, things are going to come to mind of you that things that just aren't right in your world right now, maybe things in your past. And I know that today is going to moment be a moment for many, many people where you're going to draw a line in the sand and say, you know what? I'm sick of this thing in my life. I'm sick of this thing tormenting me. And today is going to be a day where the Holy Spirit sets you free completely which I'm so excited about. Why don't we give God a hand for what He's going to do? Draw a line in the sand. I'm excited. And, you know, I, I want to talk into two areas of our world that, you know, I believe as we enter 2019 is a great uh, moment for us to shred and let go. And number one, I, I want you to write this down if you're taking notes, is we're going to let go of the past. Everyone say past. And to launch us off this morning, I want to look at the life of a hero in the Bible. You know, I, I'm sure many of us would know him uh, all about him. His name is Paul. And, you know, I actually want to look at his life, the beginning from the end, because we see so much of Paul's journey. But where I want to read a scripture right now to you. Uh, it's in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 to 8. And this is at the end of his life. It says this, As for me... My life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. So he knew he was about to die. He knew that the days of his life were about to come to an end. And then he makes this amazing statement. He says this, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have remained faithful. And man, let me tell you that this scripture, it rocks me. It, it moves me so deeply because, and it motivates me because you know what? It's, a, it's so powerful what he says here. But I just want to paint a bit of a picture before I go into it. I, I want you to picture Paul. He's literally at the moment when he writes this to Timothy, he is rotting in a prison cell. I want you to picture it. He's, he's in this dark and this damp prison cell writing on a piece of paper. You know, I believe that, you know, he, he was in awful conditions. He was starving. He was, he was being abused in this prison. And he has this revelation and God speaks to him. He's about to die. Maybe you heard rumors about him being about to be beheaded or maybe, but he knew on the inside, my, my life is coming to an end. Uh, it's believed he was around 60 to 65 years old at this point in his life. And he's in this prison cell on his deathbed. And I just picture it like this. He, he begins reflecting on his life. 
you know, he was, he was looking back throughout the years. He was looking back at all the, the good things and the bad things, the good times and the tough times. I can, I can almost picture it. It was like tears were filling his eyes as he's, as he's looking back and he remembers all the hardship. He remembers all the hard years. He remembers all those times he got beaten and whipped. He remembered all those horrible things, but he also remembers the faithfulness of God, the goodness of God. And he reflects on his life and he says that statement, you know what, I have fought the good fight. I have finished a race and I've remained faithful. And in other words, what he's saying here is, you know what, I actually made it to the end. I fulfilled the purpose that the Lord had for me. I completed the work assigned to me by the Lord. And he reflected and he said that statement. And you know what? He would have seen so many people uh, start but not finish. But you know what? He was in this place going, you know what? No, I have finished my race. And his prize awaited him. And you know what? That's, that's big picture that I'd love to, at the end of my life, have the same moment to reflect. And it's what I live for, that, you know, I could reflect on my life and say, you know what? I did fulfill all that Jesus had for me. I completed the call of God on my life. I was obedient to him. And that one day I was, when I see him face to face for the first time, he will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. But you know what? That's big picture. But I actually wanted to throw a different thought at us here this morning. You know, maybe not all of us are so big picture, but I actually have this other thought of, you know what, imagine if in 12 months' time, you know what, in December of 2019, I want to look back on this year and I actually want to say the same thing. I want to reflect in 12 months and say, you know what, I, I did. I fought the good fight this year. I remained faithful this year. I f- finished my race. And you know what, it's so great to set goals of, of becoming fit and becoming healthy and of, you know, eating less KFC, which was mine that we broke last night and it's January 5. Oh, Jesus, help me. I got peer pressured into it by Jai Bevan. Where are you? He's probably hiding anyway. You know, it's great to set goals like that. And, and as we lean into goal anointing next week, let's do that. But how good would it be if our number one goal this year is to love Jesus and to sit, put him first and to fulfill all he had called us to do? Amen. Amen. But you know what? I, I, I really believe that, you know, in our life, we have an enemy that doesn't want us to finish our race. He, he, they have an enemy this year who in 2019, he's trying to rob, he's trying to kill, he's trying to destroy our future, the blessings that God has for us, our families, our calling. But you know what? And there's so much in life that can try to distract us. And Paul knew that too. But I actually want to look this morning. Well, Paul made it. Let's look at how and why he made it to the end. And he makes this one incredible statement. And it's my key scripture here this morning. And you know what? He, in this statement, in this scripture, he says that he had this one focus. Now, give me a wave. If Paul says he had one compelling focus, who would want to know what it is? You know what I mean? I, I'm like, when I heard that, I didn't even have to read the rest. I'm like, I want to listen. I want to take a hold of this. I want to apply it in my life. And I know this is going to help people this morning. So if we can get Philippians chapter 3 up, verses 13 to 14. This is Paul speaking. And he says, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus, everyone say focus, on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I want to say that again. He had one focus. I want to forget the past, forget what has been, forget my mistakes, forget what has happened in my life, and I look ahead 
to what God has for me. And isn't that the most amazing statement that Paul, he recognized that in his life and in our life, our past can, if we let it, sabotage our future. See, our 2018 and 17 and 16 can sabotage our 2019 if we let it. But Paul recognized, you know what, wait a minute, it can do that. And we have an enemy that wants our eyes fixed on our past. He wants you and I to not live life looking at what God has, but to live looking at the mistakes we've made in our past, looking at the shame and the guilt of our past, the sin. He wants us looking at our hurt and our pain and that person we struggle to forgive and that traumatic experience. He, he, the enemy knows if he, we fixate our eyes on this thing, it will rob us and sabotage us of all God has for us. And maybe for some of us here this morning, there are things in your past and in my past that we just can't seem to shake off. It still has a hold of us. And here this morning, I believe that if that's you, God wants to set you free. See, as I said, he tries to bind us to our past. You know, I know for me, the enemy is constantly whispering lies about and taunting me about things that have happened, things that have been. But you know what? Paul said, you know what? No. I all, and I believe this was a continual journey for him all of his life. He always had to focus, you know what? No. I will not look at the past. I forget it and I look ahead. And you know, as we enter 2019, with our eyes fixed on the future, not the past. And and this morning is such a wonderful opportunity as we enter into this year to reset. And, you know, I can imagine, you know, if you actually look, we look at Paul's journey, if anyone had an excuse, if anyone had a reason, if anyone had some form of, um, you know, yeah, as I said, an excuse to live in the past, I believe it would have been Paul. Check out this scripture in 1 Timothy 1.15. It says this, this is Paul saying again, this is a trustworthy saying and everyone should accept it, that Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners and I am the worst of them all. See, Paul is saying here, and he's recognizing that in his past there was sin. He said, in fact, I'm actually one of the worst sinners. See, Paul, you know, we we know him as the amazing man of God who would um, plant churches and preach churches. But you know that his past, he he actually was the complete opposite. Over in this world, he was persecuting Jesus. He was persecuting the church. You know, he actually says he literally was killing Christians arresting Christians, doing awful things to Christians. That was Paul. That was the old Paul. But you know what? There was sin in his past, but he had to go, you know what? No, I cannot look back there. And I can imagine every time that he was getting up to to plant a church or to preach the gospel, that the enemy would have been trying to tap him, go, hey, how dare you preach to these people when you literally only five years ago killed them? And I can just imagine his battle and his journey and and the temptation for him to look back. But that's why he said, no, I had that one focus. I forget it. And we're going to look into that this morning. See, Paul didn't just have sin. You look through his journey. He continually got betrayed. He continually got let, let down. He continually got, got beaten by people. And he would have had to make the decision to forgive those people. Instead of holding on and having bitterness in his heart about all these people who had let him down, he had to know, you know what? No, I forgive them and I move forward. And you know, the last thing I believe about Paul is he had tough times. 
He, you know, we read some of the, the stuff in the Bible he goes through. He was shipwrecked, repeatedly beaten, whipped. He was arrested all the time. He was um, persecuted like nothing else. And you know what? I'm sure he went through some incredibly tough times. But you know what? He didn't let the tough times and his past hurt and pain rob him from his future. I really believe that although all of these things could have taken Paul out, he, he made this statement and he focused on, no, I'm going to look ahead. And that's where at the end of his life, he could say, you know what? I did make it. I finished my race. He had learned the key, which is to be set free and healed from our past. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Everyone say new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And this is the amazing thing. And I find for me and for many of us, our greatest battle in our mind is the, the mistakes we have made in the past. But you know what? We just have to remind ourselves, you know, and maybe you may, we made some mistakes in 2018. But we have to remind ourselves that, you know what? God has completely, if we've repented, we're completely forgiven and set free from the mistakes we've made. We are a new creation. And that's the good news of what Jesus has done is He has completely removed our sin from us as far as the East is from the West. We are completely cleansed and forgiven from our parts. And you know what? I want to say this one statement. He didn't let the past sabotage His future and He focused on it continually. Who knows, it's, walk, it's hard for you and I to walk into our future with the eyes on our past. Who knows that, you know, if, if, if you're telling me to go somewhere over there and I'm looking this way, it's going to be quite hard for me to do it. And I, I want to give this illustration because I believe for every person here, I'm going to annoy the cameraman just because I like annoying people. Awesome. For every person here, over here this year, you have to know that God has an amazing plan for your life. This year, there are blessings He has for you and your family. He has dreams and desires of your heart He wants to give to you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life He wants you to walk in, in your future. And as I'm saying, you and I need to be here today looking forward to 2019 looking at ahead at what Jesus has for us. If you and I are stuck in our past, it's going to be quite hard to find what Jesus has for us. But if you and I today can go, you know what, I'm going to let go of what has been and I'm going to look ahead and I'm going to walk boldly into my future and what God has for me. I'm telling you, that's what God is going to do and you'll have a blessed 2019. God will move in your world. I've heard it said like this, that there's a reason our car has a large windscreen to look ahead and a very small review mirror. You and I aren't created to be looking behind, but to be looking ahead. And you know what? I remember, you know, as I said, it's hard to go where you're not looking. When I was 17, I remember like my girlfriend just broke up with me. And I was in like a bit sad and, you know, I just got in my peas. And, you know, you know, when you like, you go for a breakup in your teenage years and you have like all the sad songs going, like, I can't remember what one I used to listen to. Maybe a bit of Rihanna or something. I don't know. It would probably know. But anyway, I remember I like got in my car. I was like blasting this song. I was so mad. And, you know, I was like a teen and I just like was reversing and I didn't even look. I was just blasting my music and bang, straight back into a car. It happens. It's hard to go where you and I aren't looking. And you know what? It's the exact same. We head towards what our eyes are focused on. And so as we begin this year, I want to ask you that question. What is your eyes focused on? 
because that's where our 2019 is going to take us. Are you and I focused on the future or on the past? And the good news is this, that God doesn't want you and I with our eyes on the past. He wants it in the future. And I believe today that, you know, I want to ask that question is, what in your past do you and I need to let go of this morning? See, maybe, you know, the devil keeps trying to remind you of mistakes you've made. And you know, a bit later on in the service, we're going to write down those mistakes and we're going to, we're going to have a moment with Jesus and we're going to put it in the shredder that, uh, that you know, means for you and I that with Jesus, I'm letting this thing go. Maybe for some of us, there's, there's, um, there's addiction we're struggling with and we're going to write that and name that and we're going to let go of it today. Maybe there's unforgiveness in our heart towards a certain person. Maybe there's bitterness about a situation and we're bringing that, you know, it's, it's weighing us down in our past. We're going to write that down and we're going, to, we're going to shred that thing this morning with God. Or maybe lastly, there's disappointments. You know, we all have disappointments. We all have pain and hurt. You know, maybe last year you, you made a, a step out in a business and it failed. Or maybe something happened. There's this, it's this pain in your heart about a situation. You know what? We're going to write that down and we're going to shred that and we're going to give that to God. Amen? Amen. Number two, we've talked about forgetting the past, letting go of what has been. We're going to shred those things. But what about our current circumstances? What about things you and I are going through right now? And, you know, the second thing we're going to shred is, let me put it like this and it'll make sense. We're going to let go of what we see. I want to share a bit of my story about 12 months ago. So as Teresa said before, um, I actually did a teaching degree. And my long story short is, um, at 17, I was starting to be a paramedic and um, at uni, straight out of school, and I felt God tell me to do an internship here at church. And if you haven't done internship, let me encourage you, it's amazing. But I, I did an internship, I did Bible college, and, you know, I did a full year, and I loved it. I felt the call of God, and, you know, I was, I was praying about, God, what do you want me to do next? I really wanted to, to build a career as well as chase the call of God. And, you know, I really felt God say to me, I want you to, to do a teaching degree. And he made a promise to me at the beginning. He said, you know, because I was wrestling with it. I'm like, oh, do, you know, do, is that the right thing? And I felt this call of God. But he said, no, if you do it, Dan, and this is when I was uh, 18, he said, I will give you a, the perfect job that will work perfectly with what I've called you to do. And so he made me a promise five years before I finished my degree. And, and I worked hard. I got my, de- my degree done. But you know what? I had this promise from God. And of course, at the end of uni, a lot of you would know about this. It comes that stress of, oh, now it's time to actually get a job and you know particularly with teaching um, I'm sure many of you have heard it's like near impossible to get a, a teaching job on the Sunshine Coast especially in the public system because you know everyone wants to retire here and all teachers just love the Sunshine Coast because it's awesome and you know so we're hearing that all throughout degree it's going to be so hard for you to get a job you're going to have to go to whoop whoop and, and you know so there's a bit of stress but I'm like no 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 God told me he has a job for me and you know then I'm finishing my degree and the best time to get a job is in October and November. So I, I begin October 1 and I begin praying and I'm like, yes, God, you're going to bless me with the perfect job. Then October goes by, nothing happens. Then November goes by, nothing happens. Now you have to understand, I'm doing everything I can do. I'm, I've done my resume. I work so hard on my prac. I'm going to all these schools. I'm applying for jobs, but nothing is shifting at all. I'm not only am I looking for a job, I'm looking for a job that's permanent part-time, which makes my chances even harder because I, I was at the time working at church two days a week, which I knew God wanted me to do. And, I, and then December goes by, 
nothing's happening. You know, I just keep, I'm keeping on, but nothing is happening. I'm in this place where it's near impossible. And you know what? The fact was this. It was not looking good. Nothing had happened. I didn't have one interview. The fact was simply this. It didn't look good for me. The, the best time had gone. I still had no job. And, you know, I really felt the pressure. I was like, I want to provide for my wife and my family. I was just, the heat was on and nothing was changing. But ever, I want everyone to say the word, but. But I had a promise from God. And you know what? October, November, December came. I kept praying. I kept believing. I had this promise. And I want to read this, this scripture to us in 2 Corinthians in 5 verse 7. It's so short and simple. I love it. For we live by faith and not by sight. See, God has called you and I not to live by what we see in our current circumstances, but by faith in what he has said. So I kept praying, I kept believing, I kept declaring that promise. You know, it now came January, where this time last year, I'm, we're preparing for camp. I'm so busy for youth camp that I'm not really, you know, I don't have time to be applying for jobs. And, you know, it's now January 18, school starts next week. Things are really not looking good, right? Really not looking good. And I'm at youth camp and you wouldn't believe what happened. I get this phone call. And I get offered a full-time job on the Sunshine Coast in a public school. Now, you have to understand that is like crazy. It is very, very like low chances. But you know what? I prayed about it. And this is the craziest part of it. And if my friends from uni knew this, they would slap me so hard across the face. Is I felt God say, you know what? That would mean you have to stop doing what I've called you to do at church. And he said, I want you to say no. Now, as you can imagine, I'm, I'm there, I'm at camp, so I'm not even thinking about this stuff. And I'm like, what is happening? I just get this dream offer, full-time job. And God told me to say no. I'm like, are you serious? But I really felt, kept saying, feeling God saying, you know what? Live by faith, not by sight. I promised you, you would get that job. And so what I did is I rang them back and I said, no, I don't want it because of this reasons. Okay, and she said, okay, you're not going to get the job. I was like, great, thank you. But, everyone say, but again. I had a promise from God. And although I couldn't see anything changing, although if I'd focus on what I could see, I'd be discouraged. I had faith. I was living by faith. I said, God, you said you'd get me this job. And let me tell you the good news. They rang me back 24 hours and they offered me a permanent part-time job on the Sunshine Coast. He's so good. He's a provider. And... You know what? It is amazing. It started off two days a week, and then it ended on three days a week, and then it became three and a half days a week, and they were begging me to go full-time, but I was like, I can't. I'm sorry. You Stop giving me your money. I've got to know. Like, you know what I mean? It's okay. Three and a half is good. God is good. And you know what? I, I really believe if I had accepted what I could see and got fixated on that, I, I really believe I might have missed out on my miracle. If I had let my faith be squashed by what I saw when nothing was shifting for three and a half months of believing, I really believe I might have missed out. And I want to ask you a question here this morning. What miracles are you believing for today? What breakthrough do you need in your life and your family's life? What are you believing God for? And then when you think of those things, I want to ask you, are you living by what you see or are you living by faith? Because Jesus is calling you and I as we enter 2019 to live by faith, live by what he has said. You and I, I want to invite the, the band up, please, party mark. But you and I need to let go today of what we see and take hold of the promises of God.
And can I encourage you in this church, if you are believing for something and you don't have a promise from God yet, can I just encourage you, ask Him for one. Find one in the Bible. Go find your group leader and ask them because there is nothing more powerful than a word from God for what you are believing for. And I stood on that word and I declared it over and over until God came through for me. And you know what? Today we're going to make a commitment to, as we walk into this year, to not look at what our circumstances, but fix our eyes and our heart on what Jesus has said. But I actually want us also in a moment, we're going to shred what we do see. What's the negative word in your world right now? Maybe you you are struggling with a sickness or a disease, and it's what you see right now. We're going to write that thing down and we're going to say, and we're going to shred it. And we're going to say, you know what? I'm making a statement today. I believe in, I'm living by faith. Maybe you have a lack in your life and, and you know, you're going, you know what? I, I'm going to write that down, these, these debts, these bills, but Jesus is going to provide. And you know what? If you are battling with sickness, injury or disease, I want to tell you today that Jesus is your healer. If you're battling with depression or anxiety, I want to say today that Jesus is your freedom. If you're struggling with finances, Jesus is your provider. If you're praying for a family member to be saved, Jesus is their salvation. If you're struggling with addiction and sin, Jesus is your helper and your freedom. And if you are struggling with a relationship challenge, a marital challenge, a family challenge, Jesus is your restorer. And here this morning, as you and I lift our eyes to Him and the cross and what He's done for us, there is victory over every single thing you're believing for. But church, right now, as we, as we um, finish this message, I'm really excited, as I said, about God, what God's going to do. And so what I want us all to do, can we all grab that, that there's a piece of paper on your seat and there'll be a pen in the, the seat in front of you. If you're missing any of them, just raise your hand, wave it, and our team will give it to you. But what I want us to do is I want us to write down two, two things. Number one, I want you to make a title called From My Past. And number two, What I See. And then I'm just going to give us the bands. Just gonna, we're just going to play a bit of a song for about three minutes. But I want you and I to begin to write down. We're going to begin to write down what are the sins and the addictions and the guilt of our past that we want to shred and deal with with God. What are our disappointments, our hurts? our pains. And maybe, as I said before, if there's someone you need to forgive, write down their name, bitterness. And also, in what you see, begin to write down what sickness is in your body, what disease are you struggling with, what injury, what health report, what bills, what debt, what lack. Write them down. You know, anything, relationship issues, just begin to write it out. No one's going to see this. This is a moment purely between you and Jesus. And when I I say we're going to begin to bring them out the front and we're going to shred that thing. And as Paul said, we're going to forget the past today and we're going to head into our future in Jesus' name. So thank you, Ben. Why don't you just um, sing for us as we write, write those things down. Right now, just let the Holy Spirit reveal things to you. He will speak to you. If you're online, make sure you're doing this at home too. Just begin to write down the things that God reveals. And just in the next minute, I I believe the Holy Spirit, He's bringing things up. 
And for some of us, there are things in our past that we actually, it's a bit uncomfortable maybe this moment because God's beginning to speak to us about things that really hurt, things that cause pain. But let me tell you, the healing power of the Holy Spirit is here to set you free. Let God bring it up and write that thing down because it's going to set you free. So 30 more seconds. Thank you, Ben. Jesus. Awesome, church. Can't just get us all to stand in our our seat. And in a moment, I'm going to explain what we're going to do, but I just want to pray. And as I said at the beginning, I I want us to lean into this moment. You'll get in what you put in. And if you believe that God is here to touch your life, have a faith on the inside of you. This is more than shredding paper. It's an exchange with God. So why don't you hold that piece of paper in your hand? Let me pray over you right now. Almighty God, we lift up these things that you have revealed to us. Jesus, things in our past that today is the day that we draw a line in the sand. God, we are going to forget those things, Jesus. We're going to leave them behind, Lord, and we're going to walk boldly into our future. God, I break things off people in Jesus' name. God, where there's addictions to sin, where there's demonic spirits causing guilt and condemnation, get off in Jesus' name. Father, right now we write down at the things we see. God, our sickness, our disease. God, things that have financial lack. And I declare in the name of Jesus that we will live by faith and not by sight. We draw a line in the sand that we will not give up, God, until we see you break through in our life. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Well, what we're going to do, guys, is the band's going to lead us so boldly. And what I want us to do is we're going to begin to just get out of our seat, every person in this place. And we've got one, two, and three shredders. Just We're just going to, it'll be fine. It'll flow with lines. We'll just put it in there. Be really bold. And then um, just go back to your seats. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.